It's time again for David Darren's Top 5 Things. And now the stars of the Top 5 Things, Dave and Darren. Hey, thanks for that. Welcome, everybody. Get yourself comfortable. We're about to give you the top five things that happened on our morning show, which you can hear on our new radio home, Planet 93.9, the Quad Cities Real Alternative Radio. You know, when I put this together, when I put the podcast together and I kind of take the top five things from each morning, it gives me an opportunity to once again go back and and relive and re-listen to some of the things that, that we did on the show. And I want to say this, Darren, and I don't want to get too maudlin or too cheesy about this. A million years ago, when I used to have to put together the best of, when mm-hmm. we were on uh, the other FM station, mm-hmm. uh, what I would find when I would listen to best of stuff, when I would go back and listen to what we had done, what I would find a lot of times listening to it is I would discover things that I didn't hear in the moment. Mm-hmm. And what that taught me was I needed to do a better job of listening to you because you're hilarious. I would be so busy when we were there, when we were starting, when I would be so busy trying to figure out something really funny to say that I wouldn't even listen to what you were saying. Mm-hmm. And the gift that this podcast has given us for the last six years is being able to listen and really appreciate what you do and what you say and how hilarious you are. You crack me up. And I, I want to tell you this. If I wasn't doing this show with you, mm-hmm. I would listen to it. And if I wasn't doing this podcast with you, I would listen to it. I would tend to agree. <laughs> no, I would tend to agree. I am hilarious. I would tend to agree that I, too, mm-hmm. am a better listener than I used to be. Yeah. A better listener to you than I used to be. Yeah. I As think... opposed to worrying about what I'm going to say next. How about I just actually listen to what you say? Right. Yeah. Right. I think I'm better at that, too. So we've grown. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, it's just it's great to be here and, and to have this forum to give you what we did on our show this morning. Thanks so much for downloading and subscribing and, and liking it. Uh, we hope that it's getting better and better. But sincerely, I just I get such a kick out of hanging out with you, man. So oh, thanks, buddy. Thank you. And uh, now let's uh, let's crack some people up. That's right. Let's do that. Uh, we should mention, though, that this uh, hilarity <laughs> is brought to you by Nature's Treatment of Illinois. They have two locations, Tech Drive in Milan and West Main Street in Galesburg. Milan is open every day. Galesburg is open uh, weekdays and Saturdays. The Milan store offers both medicinal and recreational. If you make your way to Galesburg, that is recreational only. You should know that the recreational waiting lists are available. That's always a good idea. Reserve your time at the website ntillinois.com. Love it. Of course. Uh-huh. Of course. Now we get into it. The meat of the podcast. Here are the top five things, and we'll begin with... Number one. Number one. 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 Dog owners face a 78% higher risk of catching COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And getting your home groceries uh, delivered doubles the risk. How does that make any sense? You mean like a parlay? If you're if you're a dog <laughs> owner and you get your groceries delivered, that so it's double 78%? I think these are two different stories. Walking your dog. Yeah. Raises your risk of catching coronavirus. Okay. Walking your dog. Because I'm outside? I guess. Getting groceries delivered to your home could double the risk, according to this study. So if you walk your pet dog, you raise your risk of coronavirus by 78%. And then double it. Spanish researchers 
looked at how different behaviors change people's likelihood of catching coronavirus. Oh, well, sure, Spanish groceries. And they found supermarket deliveries and dog walking were significant. Oh, I get it. If I was getting Spanish groceries, I understand that. And they... Spanish dogs? Sure. <laughs> I No, that, that makes all the sense in the world. I shouldn't be getting the COVID as I do not have a dog or shop at a supermercado. I just ordered what I call rice. The study suggests dogs could be catching the virus and spreading it or transporting it by touching contaminated surfaces in public and then their owners. No, my dogs aren't touching any surfaces in public for the most part. Are your dogs shopping for groceries in Madrid? That is not allowed. If that's the case, that's not allowed. How much animals spread coronavirus is still something they don't really understand. I know it. There have been confirmed cases in cats and dogs, and the disease ultimately came from bats, right? Yeah. Via another species. Animals, however, do not appear to get sick with the coronavirus. I mean, if you take your... I get it if you take your bat out for a walk. (laughs) You know? Although, I suppose they would only walk some and then fly the rest of the time. But if they're on the leash... They're allowed to fly. That would be pretty dope. That would be real dope. Just taking your bed out for a walk and it's just Sometimes flying it's above just you. Flying above me, tied to my belt. Yeah. When I was a when I was a kid, one of my favorite toys was this uh, airplane, and it was on a string, and you just take it outside and you just whip it around that'd in circles, like your, and it would make like a your, noise. Be like your pet bat, just flying a bat like that. I saw a guy the other day. He was while well, he was running, and yeah. he had a young dog with him, and he had the leash tied to his waist. You could do the same thing with your bat. Take just your bat for a walk. <laughs> Taking my bat out for a walk. Well, sometimes he walks. The bat walks some, not a <laughs> bunch, but some, and then he'll take flights. You know, if I'm being honest, the bat's taking me out for a walk. Yeah, because he's not even walking most of the time. He's mm-hmm. flying. And then you have some know-it-all saying, you know. Cesar Romero would tell you that uh, that bat is taking you for a walk. Uh, yeah, I never hear that one. Cesar Romero? The Joker? Why is... <laughs> oh, right, because of Batman. Okay. The scientists carried out this study claiming that dog owners should be extra careful about hygiene during and after taking your dog for a walk. I I walk I wash my hands. See, I have four dogs. Mm-hmm. I have to walk. Well, I only walk three of them because one he just kind of goes out in the front yard on his own. Mm-hmm. Well, not on his own. I'm out there with him, but he doesn't really go for a walk so much as he just kind of wanders around. But every time I come in after walking the dogs, I do wash my hands. See, I would assume that washing your hands after walking a dog would be automatic because part of the reason you take your dogs out for a walk is so something can take place. Well, that's And when true you take too. care of that something, you want to make sure you wash your hands. Yeah. I would think washing yeah. your hands as, as a dog walker would be something you would do anyway, regardless, regardless of a of global what, health crisis. Regardless of what's going on, yep. Study was done by the University of Granada and the Andalusian School of Public Health there in Spain. Researchers did a survey of more than 2,000 people, and some 41% of whom were middle-aged, so between the ages of 40 and 54. People were asked what they'd done during Middle-aged? The That's what middle age is, <laughs> I guess, in Spain. Oh. People were asked what they had done during the pandemic and whether they had caught coronavirus. I'm past middle age. I'm now just elderly. Well, you're past Spanish middle age. 
Hmm. No, it's 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 it applies here too. At, at it, apply, age, it applies here too. At your age, the only thing to do in Spain is just to go and tilt at windmills. That's it. I could do that. People were asked what they had done during the pandemic and whether or not they'd caught coronavirus, and then the scientists compared the result to work out which activities were the riskiest. And they found that 4.7% of the group that caught COVID at some point, right, uh-huh. uh, that would be about 98 people of the 2,086 people interviewed, 4.7%. Yeah. Activities that were linked to an increased risk of testing positive, including accepting supermarket deliveries at home. Yes. Which raised the risk by 94% and was found to be more dangerous than actually going to the store. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Working at the office instead of from home caused the risk to rise by 76%. I'm on board with that. That makes sense. Having someone else in the household test positive for COVID-19 causes your chance to get it uh, to shoot up by a factor of 60. And living with a dog, which they took for walks outside, Mm. raised someone's risk by 78%. Well, it's higher than that if you've got more than one. The result of our research warn of increased contagion among dog walkers, according to Professor Cristina Sanchez-Gonzalez. Quote, the reason for this higher prevalence has yet to be elucidated. Taking into account the current scarcity of resources to carry out the diagnosis of COVID-19 in humans, the possibility of diagnosis in dogs is extremely unlikely. Professor Sanchez-Gonzalez says... There's not enough information available to tell whether dogs spread coronavirus like people or simply act as a surface that people could pick the virus up from. So it's just lingering on them. It's in their fur. It may even be possible that coronavirus is spread in the dog's feces. The study said it didn't make sense that children's playgrounds should be shut out of fear of the virus spreading when dog parks could remain open given that they appeared to be driving coronavirus transmission. The study did not find that other aspects of people's lives, such as who they lived with, their jobs, or other pets, had any effect on the extra risk brought on by a dog. So a, a bird, a pet, a fish. Uh, bat. You're, a bat, you're fine. Going to take this bat for a walk, <laughs> which a, is a bit of a misnomer. I think that's a great... He flies most of the time. Great look, man. It, it's, it's a really boss look, is what it is. What Now what's he up to? He's going to strangle that bat. Or the other way around. Or the, the other way around. The bat starts doing circles. It's a bad idea to put this leash around my neck. <laughs> what was I thinking? What was I? That was too late now. Two. Karen, I've got a story here from the great state of Florida, which just provides us with so much what we call in show business, show prep. Thank you, Florida, for all you've done and continue to do. It is a peninsula that just doesn't know when to stop giving. Well, there's water on both sides. Even though it's got a body of water around it? Uh Uh-huh. Central Florida, man. This is in Deltona, Florida. Central Florida man facing multiple charges after sheriff's deputies say he hid cocaine and 23 grams of marijuana under his stomach fat. Mm. Volusia County Sheriff's deputy stopped a vehicle on Friday after noticing that the passenger wasn't wearing a seatbelt. 
I can't. Don't you see I can't? Apparently, uh, Christopher Mitchell, who's 42 years old, said he can't wear a seatbelt because he's too big to wear it. He weighs 450 pounds. Four foot ten. <laughs> and he's a tiny fella. I'm really not that big boned. This is all fat. Daddy says it's sugar muscle. 450 pounds. Multiple charges. Again, you got to wear a seatbelt. I don't know that there's a... Forfitting. There's not a rule that says if you're a fatso, you don't have to wear a seatbelt, is there? There's a bumper sticker, but not a law. (laughs) He told the deputy he's too big to wear a seatbelt. The deputy says he requested a drug-detecting dog because Mitchell and the driver of the car appeared nervous. The dog detected the presence of drugs in the vehicle. Got to play it cool, man. In addition to the drugs on Mitchell, deputies say they found a handgun and $7,000 in cash. Now, that was in the vehicle, not in this guy's fat rolls. Handgun? What do you think, your cannon? (laughs) Mitchell and the driver were arrested. 450 pounds, and he's just stashing... 23 grams of marijuana. Help me understand. How much marijuana is that? About this big. Oh, okay. Well, it's not... I don't know how much coke he had, but yeah. Think about that. Next time you're getting uh, your weed from a non-reputable source, it could have been stored under some dude's fat rolls for a while. This cocaine is not helping with the weight loss. (laughs) But you're not supposed to take it topically. That's not how it works. You don't apply it to your skin. That's not how you lose weight. Yeah, but it might suppress your appetite a tiny bit. Mm. Mm. Or does it just make you... Allegedly. Does it make you just super hungry all the time? Oh, I am. A, I never go to sleep. <laughs> I, never have even a, I, I never have a chance not to eat. To the buffet. This cocaine makes me so hungry. <laughs> Huh, that's weird. You know, I started the cocaine as an an appetite suppressant, but I find it only fuels my hunger by a factor of a thousand. (laughs) Watch me eat all this corn on the cob. I can eat a whole bushel of it. Sir, why are you chopping lines of your mashed potatoes? He's eating the cob. I'm going to do a rail of cream corn. He's, Watch this. Yeah, he, I'm going to do a bop. Yeah. He's snorting mashed potatoes. <laughs> Just taking everything ta- through his nostrils. Puts a chicken bone up there, pulls, uh, pulls it, out, it out, and it's leaves just the, the meat bone. in there. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. Oh, that's good chicken. I've, all my life, I've wanted another orifice to consume. Shoves a corn dog up his nose. <laughs> Pulls out the stick. (laughs) He shoves a Snickers bar up there, Uh. and then he coughs out the wrapper. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so much more effective than the way I was eating food. Thank you, Cocaine. You've taught me so much. Well, it, it frees my mouth to eat as well while I'm shoving stuff up my nose. Well, that's the thing. I've just, I've always wished I had another mouth. <laughs> cocaine has shown me the way. I've always wished I had another mouth. <laughs> you don't get to be 450 pounds just using one orifice. Without dreaming. No, you've, you've got to commit. Watch me take care of this candied apple. 
I didn't use my nose, believe me. Happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Three. 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 Oh, no, I always wanted a second mouth. So we've got at my house, uh, I, I noticed there's a, a tube of uh, cinnamon rolls. Yeah. And I noticed it's best by like November 4th. So we really got to get to work on these cinnamon rolls. They're, they'll be fine. That's what I said. They'll be fine. That's what I said. But then I also threw this out there. I said, you know what we could do? We could, I could make the cinnamon rolls, and I could make chili. We could do chili and cinnamon rolls. Mm-hmm. And my wife and the boy looked at me like I had horns grown out of my head. I said, that's actually a very popular thing in the Midwest. People eat chili and cinnamon rolls. Chili and cornbread? You've never heard of chili and cinnamon rolls? I've heard of chili and cornbread. No, chili and cinnamon rolls is a, a Midwestern delicacy. It is, huh? Yes. So you didn't, you've never heard of that either. The fact that you haven't heard about it makes me wonder if I, I, I got backup immediately from the Alexa device because they, they chili I, and cinnamon rolls is a thing. Oh, it's a big Midwestern treat. Is that something like? Do they have like a chili and cinnamon roll dinner at the school? Mm, is that something? That may, they do? Maybe I think a little bit further west in what's the Midwest. The thi- what's the thing? Is it PV or Bettendorf that does the hot cider and pretzels? I'm not. I'm not sure. I think that that's a thing that they one of the schools does. Uh, maybe it's a, is it a talent show? And then they the tradition is to serve hot cider and soft pretzels. Interesting. Well, I've, I've been to the one of the Bettendorf Elementary School talent shows, but I don't remember them having any food. You might want to bring that up. <laughs> hey, I was told we well, would it be uh, it enjoying a snack. Would it, would, it, would it kill us to have a slice of pie? Yeah, so they're like, and, and, you know, my son was like, okay, Dad, you're carrying the joke on too far. I'm like, I'm not joking. This is a real thing. Cinnamon rolls and, you've heard and of, chili. But you've heard of chili and cornbread. Yeah, of course. Okay, good, because if you said you hadn't heard of that, then, yeah. then you're a maniac. No, but chili and cinnamon rolls is, again, it's a very popular dish. Okay. And I thought, well, they can do that. And then the two of them were acting like I was proposing that we eat... You know, sewage. It was ridiculous. Like, you guys like both well, of those things. Well, you get things. your savory, and then you finish it up with your sweet you, afterwards. Thank you, Thank well, what you. What are you going to wash it down with? Just a glass of ice water? Yeah, sure. I don't know. I'm, I haven't... Tap I'm, water? I haven't... <laughs> flat water. Flat. <laughs> oh, here, here we go. go. I haven't gotten into what the beverage will be, but I think that's what I'm doing. Chili Well, I don't know that cinnamon. you need a soda, because you've already got the sweet. Mm-hmm. Maybe skim milk. Yeah, we got some skim milk I got to move. So maybe that's what we'll do. I, I thought don't you know. guys didn't do skim milk. Sure we do. Well, we do 1%. Mm. 1% and skim. That's what we do. Uh, the, the 2% got phased out. Yeah. And I raised my objections. But I'm just one vote, It's like right? drinking cream. Yeah. <laughs> Delicious. The band. Delicious cream. So yeah, I ended up having to... Uh, Neither of them would believe me, and we were there in the kitchen, so I ended up asking Alexa. I said, Alexa, uh-huh. is that a thing? That do is people eat chili, uh, and, and, chili and sweet rolls? Sweet rolls and, and she backed me up. What'd she say? She said that uh, here's an article I found on the web, and she talked about how people like to have and that's a festival. cinnamon rolls and, and chili. And that's a festival. It's not a festival. It's just what they do. It's just what they oh. have for lunch. It's just a staple then in, why, in parts of the Then why, when they have the all these different chili shootouts, why is, I've never seen sweet rolls there? 
that you, people should have a sweet roll stand at a chili shootout. They should indeed. Back me up on the text line, somebody here, uh, 470 Everyone knows about Nacho. the cornbread. See, but I've heard of I've heard more cinnamon rolls than, oh, than cornbread. Oh, you're out of your mind. I'm not even, though. I'm not even, though. Everyone's heard, heard of chili and cornbread. Yes, but chili and, and cinnamon rolls is an equally popular... I'm not... I wouldn't say it's that. just as big a deal. Not as big a deal. Yes, it I'm not saying that I wouldn't do it. Is. It absolutely is. I'm not crazy. Ask the uh, Alexa to back me up, and she did. And then afterwards, uh, Darren, you know what we did? We used that Alexa to play the planet and enjoy uh, some music on the uh, live stream while we were enjoying our meal yesterday. That's a good idea. It is brought to you by Aha Holistical. Sick and tired of being sick and tired. Do you suffer from pain, anxiety, or are you having trouble sleeping? AHA Holisticals can answer questions about Kratom, Kava, CBD, and other products essential to your health. And right now, they are in a new location. They have moved. They're actually still at 1706 Brady Street, but they're now on the ground floor in a location that's twice the size. You can also check them out at uh, AHAHolisticals.com. And you bring up the sweet rolls. Cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls. Yeah, not not sweet rolls. Cinnamon, cinnamon rolls. rolls. Cinnamon rolls and uh, and chili. I asked for some backup on the text line, and here are some texts. Three oh nine says, "I have never heard of this." That's exactly right. Here's one from the five six three. Never heard of cinnamon rolls, rolls and, and chili. chili, and then in all capital letters, cornbread. That's right. Uh, here's another one from the 563. I have never heard of chili and cinnamon rolls. Here's, such- uh, here's one. Chili and cinnamon rolls. What planet are you from? <laughs> this is big in the Midwest, the region you know of what? our great land where we live. Do you realize this is the Midwest? Yes, and I'm telling you. you this now listen, is- if, you're, if you're trying to make something up, if you're trying to start a new tradition, I applaud you. I'm not. I'm not even sure I like the idea. We just, I'm just telling you that it, this is a big deal in the Midwest. And where did you hear this? Just living in the region my whole life. Maybe it picked it up from a Melon Camp song. I don't know. Just, where do we learn the things that we learn? I don't know. Just got a text here from former Boston Celtics great Cedric Cornbread Maxwell. Mm-hmm. He says, I've never heard of this. Here's, uh, here's one. I've never heard of this. That said, I wouldn't pass it up. No, I'm not saying that it sounds bad. But it's just, I'm not saying that it's a thing. Uh, 563 texting in that says, syrup on the cornbread is delicious with chili. I tell you what, if you get a, if you get a cornbread that's sweet enough, you don't even need it. But you're right. Honey is typically what gets used on your cornbread. Here's a, a text that says, I have several friends from Nebraska, and they rave about cinnamon rolls and chili. Okay, well then, it's a Nebraska thing then. Don't say it's a Midwestern thing. I think they do this in Des Moines as well. It's more a little bit further west, but it's a Midwest staple. It's, okay. I'm telling you, like Omaha, they do this. I'm not saying we grew up with it. And that was never my point. My point is it's something that people do. You just said you grew up with it. I never said I grew up with it. I said I've known about it. Hmm. But it's, you know, it's kind of like. How much time do you spend in Omaha? I've driven through it a couple of times. Did you stop? 
No. Not long enough to get anything to eat. No. Okay, well then, there's that theory's shot to hell. I'm not telling you that it's something I've had. It's just something I've got cinnamon rolls. And you're going to have chili. Well, I've... I'm trying to think, like, how do I incorporate cinnamon rolls into, into a, a meal? dinner, into a meal? Right. So then I say, all right, family, it's this time of year. We're a solemn, solid Midwestern family. Why not have the traditional Midwestern dish of cinnamon rolls and chili? You mean the traditional Nebraska it's dish? It's not just Nebraska. Although you would think if you're a corn husker, why wouldn't you be having cornbread? That's weird. Uh, here's one. Hashtag Ben says, chili and cinnamon rolls. Is Dave high? No. no, no I'm not. That's never his excuse. It's not a bad idea. Uh, it's not a bad idea, but it's not a thing. It is a thing. Uh, here's bring... one from Lawyer Joe. says, I've lived here my entire life. Not a thing. <laughs> well, if here is the Quad Cities, I'm not saying it's a Quad City thing. I'm saying it's a you Midwestern thing. You said it was a Midwestern thing. thing. Yes. The Midwest. Are you bringing this up because of uh, what Cinnabon is doing? What is Cinnabon doing? I'm not familiar. I thought that I figured this is why you brought it up. They're selling their icing. They're selling just their icing. Why would you do that? I don't know. I guess they basically, people want their icing to put on stuff other than their cinnamon rolls. I guess. I don't know if it's like some sort chili? of. Like chili? Like, I don't know. Just because you haven't had it and just because you haven't heard of it doesn't mean it's not a thing. I think there that, is a I, whole... I think that's the definition of not a thing. No, 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 wrong, false. I'm... If you haven't heard of it mm-hmm. and you haven't had it and it doesn't exist, that's the definition of not a thing. Listen, just because you in your provincial ways have never reached out and tried... You've never had it. I'm gonna though. By God, I'm gonna now. Well, then just admit you're trying to start something. I'm what I'm admitting is that I've got to move these cinnamon rolls because they're expired. I under, they're not that expired. November fourth. Yes, they're fine. That's thirteen days ago. And stuffing that's five years old. The yeah, other day. well, but you you have a heartier constitution than and I'm fine. Than I do. I'm, I'm standing. I'm I'm I, I sit before you. <laughs> fine. Only that one time the lettuce brought me down. Listen, just which be- is a Chris Christopherson song. <laughs> Here's one, uh, a text that says, uh, oh, no, I'm not reading that. You guys are taking it. You guys are being ridiculous. Everyone's just going to pile you read on. It? Can you read it? I mean. No, this is just, this is just more is, people. Is it vulgarity? Saying that, no, it's just more people saying the same thing. Yes. Okay, you haven't heard of it. Right, because it's not a thing. And it, if you want to start it, that is fine. It is a thing. It's just not a thing specifically here. But in the Midwest... Take a look at the big board. Is I anyone listing in Nebraska? It uh, doesn't look like it at the moment. Mm, that's no, weird. No, We have a listener in Kansas, it looks like, at the moment. That might do. Uh, Kansas, back me up, because uh, this is apparently a big thing there. Just because you haven't heard of it doesn't mean it's not a thing. It's a thing, and it's a Midwestern thing. And I understand that we're Midwesterners. So I, is, are you making chili tonight? I have to now. Well, now I have to, after spending all this time talking about it. We're having chili, mm-hmm. and by God, we're having cinnamon rolls. Now, do they now? Know, I need do to... they know that these are um, past the due date cinnamon rolls? Yes, no, no. So I they're, had the... But they're okay with it. They're not freaking out. No, but 
we all kind of agreed that we should probably move on these cinnamon rolls more sooner than later. I agree with you. Normally, the cinnamon rolls are something that are done on a, on a Saturday or a Sunday morning. We just haven't gotten around to it. If there's anything that expires at your house that you're uncomfortable with, mm-hmm. just let me know. I, I, you're the first person just, I'll talk just to. Let, uh, still got just about an inch left on that yard of beef of yours. You're still eating that. I know. I, like I said, I bought I bought a better summer sausage, and that is kind of the carrot at the end of the stick because I'm not allowing myself to have that until I finish your atrocity. <laughs> I don't think that you, you you don't pour the chili on top of the cinnamon rolls. No, right? they're just they're, you, you, just you, a side. You, you eat the chili. I mean, I guess you could, are you going to dunk the, the cinnamon roll? I don't. I, I, I have could. I have to study up and see how they do that. Or is it just something you eat after you're done with your bowl of chili? I think you eat them at the same time. Oh, you eat them at the same time. Yeah, I don't think it's chili and then you have the cinnamon rolls. I'm going to have to do some more research on this. Are the cinnamon rolls in place of crackers? No, no, I got to have my crackers. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, that's not a deal I'm willing to make. I'm crackers for cinnamon rolls. Uh, okay, more and more people suggesting that this is strictly a Nebraska thing. Uh, here's one. I participate from the 309. I participate in chili cookoffs, and somebody once brought cinnamon rolls to partner with their chili here in the Quad Cities. Mm. Here's one from the 712 area code. It says Western Iowa, Nebraska. Chili and cinnamon rolls are a big deal here. Thank you, 712, for the backup. Okay. So Western it's a, Iowa is a, a big deal. Thing. Or Western Iowa. Same difference. It's. <laughs> What do you what do you call it? Iowa's uh, East Dakota. What do you, what do you Iowa call it? Iowa's East Dakota. <laughs> okay. Story here in the Des Moines Register says that the cinnamon rolls and chili combination has its origins in the school cafeteria. Back in the sixties, many school cafeterias were staffed by retired farm wives whose ingenuity and knack for creating hearty meals from inexpensive ingredients led to some unusual concoctions. Now that you mentioned school lunches, mm-hmm. maybe I do remember this. Maybe we did have chili and cinnamon rolls. See? Now that you mention it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that did happen in school. Uh, my boyfriend, Brett, this reads, a born and bred Iowan from a town just past the Iowa-Nebraska border makes the dish as comfort food whenever he misses home. Hmm. And then there's there's this story that the, <laughs> the cinnamon and rolls and chili started at Midwestern logging camps. When the cooks would pour trap houses would pour leftover chili onto the cinnamon rolls, and that was their breakfast. Now, some suggest that you're supposed to put the cinnamon rolls in the chili. Some say you pour it over the chili, and others suggest you just have it on the. Am I having some sort of middle school flashback? Maybe we did have chili and cinnamon rolls. It's a school cafeteria thing. Here's a headline. Uh, the headline, this is a story I'm reading online, and the headline reads simply this, quote, The Midwest is obsessed with eating chili with cinnamon rolls. All right. Anyone, if you, uh, if you happen to work in the kitchen when I was in middle school and you're listening, mm-hmm. give us a call or shout out on the text line. Um, yeah, that might have been a thing. They might have served uh, cinnamon rolls, sweet rolls with our chili. Here's a text from Lawyer Joe. It says, Provincial Ways. Thank you, Mr. World Traveler. The world is much larger than Chicago, Davenport, and Dubuque. 
Yeah, that's that's. I think that's kind of my whole point. Hmm. I think that's exactly what I'm suggesting. Am I just trying to convince myself that they served chili and sweet rolls You're when not. I was in school? You're not, and I'll tell you why. Because it wouldn't be like you to try and convince yourself of something that would prove my point. Typically, no. Mm-hmm. That's, that would be very much unlike you. It, it would be. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just don't know if that really happened or if I'm just trying to convince myself. It was that a it thing happened. the lunch ladies put together. I think you're right. I when think the cool, it, I think it, I think you could be right. Here's a, a piece from Better Homes and Gardens. It says, "When the cool weather arrives, there are a few dishes I enjoy more than a bowl of chili. For most Americans, the staple comfort food is commonly enjoyed with crackers or cornbread. That is, unless you're from certain areas of the Midwest where eating chili with cinnamon rolls is the norm." That's right, those fluffy sweet buns topped with frosting are served alongside bowls of chili. Now, I grew up in the Midwest, but this is one pairing I'd never heard of until I stumbled across multiple posts about it Mm. in the Instant Pot community on Facebook. Turns out the unexpected combination became a school cafeteria lunch staple in parts of Iowa, Nebraska, South Dakota, and other Midwestern states more than 70 years ago. But I went to school in Illinois. Yeah, but you went to school in Illinois not far away from the Iowa Iowa border. And it's, again, it says other Midwestern states. So it's not completely unheard of. Cafeteria lunches. uh, This is the origin story says that cafeteria lunches back in the, starting back in the 60s, cafeteria lunches are now fondly remembered in adulthood, and chili and cinnamon rolls are now a staple meal in homes all over the Midwest. Hmm. Well, I guess you know what you're having for dinner tonight. I'm really looking forward to it. I'll have a full report for you tomorrow morning. And here's the thing. If they fight you on it tonight, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just bring the leftovers. Four. 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 Man who was wanted for his role in an alleged $35 million Ponzi scheme arrested yesterday after evading FBI agents by swimming into California's largest reservoir using an underwater sea scooter. That's according to federal prosecutors. Plan to get away. Yeah. Gotta have a plan. Guy had a sea scooter. Matthew Piercy spent nearly 30 minutes in Lake Shasta using a Yamaha 350LI submersible device. Like one of those little personal submarines. Yeah. It's, it's like a Bond Your own little dolphin. The great-looking taste of Lake Shasta. <laughs> hmm. You're looking good. Well, I, you know, Is that the Shasta jingle? Uh-huh. See, uh, in my day it was... Uh, I want the taste pizzazz, all the great taste Shasta has. I want to pop, I want to Shasta. Yeah. <laughs> they, they didn't, Jackie Rogers Jr. didn't sing the Shasta theme song. Should have. Is Shasta still available on the store shelves? Or did that go the way of Tab? I'd hate to say yes and then be wrong. Hmm. This guy tried to make it out with a ski, uh, again, a sea scooter. They eventually got him when he resurfaced. To the other side of the lake. <laughs> Quick. Cut him off at the pass. To my, to my submersible. It's like, it's like every villain in every Bond movie trying to get away in his little, 
<laughs> Yamaha 350 submersible. And device. what was he in trouble for? Uh, running a $35 million Ponzi scheme. Oh, well, that would do it. I think I know where he got the money for his own uh-huh. little little yeah. submarine. Right? Oh, I can afford this. <laughs> it's no big deal. I'll have your money on Tuesday. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me. Excuse me. I'm off to Lake Shasta. <laughs> Anyone needs me, I'll be in my uh, undersea kingdom. When agents went to arrest this guy, he hopped in a pickup and led them on a chase that ended at the shoreline. So it was his thought that they would just give up because they're like, oh, he looks like he just disappeared. Yeah, once he's in the water. <laughs> we have no idea what could have happened to him. Then he abandoned his truck near the edge of Lake Shasta, pulled something out of it, and swam into the lake, according to federal prosecutors. He spent some time out of sight underwater, but law enforcement could track him by following the bubbles. (laughs) (laughs) Is follow the bubbles. So these sea scooters are just like little tiny. So cool. Yeah, they're like the little tiny. It's like imagine if you had a little jet and you hold onto it with two hands. So cool, and 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 you can have one for twelve hundred bucks. Yes, that's the uh, the three fifty sea scooter. It's got a light on it there at the top. Just imagine. Something about the size of like a vacuum. Cleaner. I wonder if they would allow that in a pool. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. Could you take that to Splash Landing? Uh, here it is. Here's the uh, charging it up, so yeah. it's battery powered, right? Yeah, it's even smaller than I thought. And then there they go. They go they just go swimming around using the Yamaha 350 LIC scooter, and that thing just propels you all around the uh, the sea. That's the best. That is pretty dope. It'd be a good way to uh, try to evade capture. But Well, the, evade capture in a swimming pool? Well, mm. Or Lake Shasta. Or Lake Shasta. He spent some time out of sight underwater, but law enforcement could see the bubbles. He sped away here at a, a speed... Looks sp- like he's going to the other side of the lake. Agents, agents said that he uh, he he was approaching speeds of up to four miles per hour. Oh, I'm going to need something better than that. He's accused of bilking investors into giving thirty-five million dollars to his companies uh, and then guaranteeing uh, returns using something called upvesting, mm-hmm. which is again a, a, a Ponzi scheme. Uh, he's looking at twenty years in prison and hundreds of thousands of dollars. In fines, and they're probably going to take his sea scooter. Yeah, that, so. that's going to get impounded. <laughs> yeah, probably. Five, 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 number five. Paramore, the pride and joy of Franklin, Tennessee. I mentioned Franklin, Tennessee because that's another the home of that's where Cracker Barrel originates, right? <laughs> is that right? Or is that where where does um... Franklin, Tennessee? It's right in the middle. Yeah, I think that's the home of Cracker Barrel. Really? Or is where does the where does the um, the festival take place? The Cracker Barrel Festival? No, 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 no. The big uh, music festival. <laughs> Bonnaroo. Bonnaroo. Yeah. Is that in Franklin? I always thought that was in like Nashville. No, am I way off on that? I I I, I know this. Franklin uh, is famous for Pumpkin Fest. That's the Saturday before Halloween. Seventh largest city in all of Tennessee, Franklin, Tennessee, right there in the uh, in the middle. I don't 
I I thought that Bonnaroo was like in in Memphis, right? Mm, okay, could be. Am I wrong? Is it right. Memphis or Nashville? The Bonnaroo Music Festival, Darren, takes place in, in the town of Bonnaroo, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> It takes place at uh, the Manchester, Tennessee. Manchester. Manchester. The county seat of Coffee County, which is halfway between Nashville and Chattanooga on I-24. If you're down... Uh, Coffee bu- down County? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. No Bonnaroo this year. Lebanon, Tennessee is where uh, Cracker Barrel's from. Okay. Well, boy, this has been a lot of talk about Tennessee, and I'm all for it, because... There is an artist from Tennessee who may be responsible for the end of COVID-19. Okay. Now, I mean, we're we're, we're dealing with this in real time. We don't know how the story ends. But there is an artist from Tennessee who may be, Darren, in a very real way, directly responsible for the eradication of COVID-19. The global health crisis might come to an end. Thanks to the efforts of an artist from Tennessee. Can you name the artist? A musical artist? A musical artist. A musical artist yes. from Tennessee. That's correct, yes. Uh, is it a country artist? Well, I think that, yes. That's, okay, it's a country artist. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who's actually from Tennessee. Mm, Pittman Center, Tennessee, to be exact. Pittman Center, mm-hmm. Tennessee. Population 477. Um, Brad Paisley. Who is the biggest country music artist really ever to come out of Tennessee? Tennessee Ernie Ford. (laughs) I retract the question. Tennessee Tuxedo. That's a penguin. That's a talking penguin. Not a country music star. He didn't have any hits. Chumley. Tennessee. Why don't we visit Professor Whoopi? He'll know. Whoopi! Oh, hello, boys. Let me get out the 3D board. Phineas J. Whoopi, you're the greatest. No, the artist who, again, I I don't know a lot about country and Western Uh, music. Is it Dolly Parton? Of course it's Dolly Parton. Dolly Rebecca Parton may be responsible. Rebecca's her middle name? It sure is. What's Dolly stand for? Uh, It's just her name. That's oh. her given name, Dolly Rebecca Parton. And she might be, in a very real way, responsible because Dolly Parton donated the money that helped develop the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine we heard about yesterday. Okay. That's the one with the 95%... 94 and a half. Okay. I like to round up because I'm well, an optimist. This is science. Let's be accurate. The Moderna COVID-19 vaccine... That people are so excited about, 94.5% effective. And when you take a look at the the, the, the paper that they submitted touting uh-huh. the yeah. effectiveness of this vaccine, it says here, funding and disclosures uh, supported by the NIAID, National Institute of Health, right? Mm-hmm. Um, National Center for Advancing Translational Sciences, NIH, and the Dolly Parton COVID-19 Research Fund. Is there anything she can't do? This woman, over the course of her life... She's a saint. ...has given away a hundred... Why don't we make her a saint? Well, I I don't believe she's Catholic. That's... Okay, I guess... Kind of a sticking point. If that's a requirement, okay. Well, yeah, it kind of is. It's kind of a 
kind that of a doesn't deal seem fair. I agree with you. Listen, she's a living saint. Let's be in total agreement. I on mean, this. let's face it, a couple miracles. She has given away 130 million books in her, what do they call it, the Imagination Library. Like when your kid is born, you can just, she'll just send your kid books. And it's, it doesn't even matter if you're like poor. She just wants kids to read. That's something she started years ago. And this woman obviously has done a ton of, of good in her life, but it was her, I mean, she's, she's listed here as one of the big funders of this COVID-19 vaccine. Donated a million dollars to scientists for a COVID vaccine. And that vaccine might be the one that ends up working, because the one that we're talking about now, this Moderna one, doesn't need the cold storage like the Pfizer one needs. Oh, that was the difference, huh? Yeah. So, we will see. Um, I just, I just think that's incredible. Yeah. Dolly Parton might be, in a very real way, responsible Could save for the, the arrest. Yes, yes, like you knew she would. Yep. She's just the greatest. Preliminary findings from research conducted at Cardiff University finds that mouthwashes containing an ingredient called cetraperidinium chloride. Uh-huh. Mouthwashes that have that ingredient yeah. show promising signs of reducing COVID-19. See, I've been using, I've been using mouthwash. Is mouthwash going to be the thing that saves us? Mouthwash and Dolly Parton? Who had that together as their combo of what would save the world? Now, these findings have yet to be peer-reviewed and come ahead of a 12-week clinical trial at University Hospital of Wales. But they're saying that this mouthwash could, it's possible, they still haven't peer-reviewed this, but it could reduce the levels of COVID-19 in a patient's saliva. Mouthwash able to kill COVID-19 within 30 seconds of exposure to it in a laboratory. So they get the COVID-19, they put it on a little slide, they put some mouthwash on it, and the mouthwash kills the COVID-19? I used it this morning. So that's your secret. Mouthwashes that contain at least 0.07% cetraperidium chloride. Now, when I go with the mouthwash, Mm -hmm. none of this mint stuff. Listerine, man. Give me, give me the old school stuff. <laughs> you don't. No, I don't need any of your scope. Give me the, give me the good old stuff. See, I like that. Looks stuff. like it came out. It looks like it's some sort of uh, liquid plumber. I like the scope, but if I got to find out if that doesn't have it, gosh, is there going to be a run on mouthwash now? Is everyone going to run to the store and get mouthwash? Well, yeah, you know how popular this show is. <laughs> I imagine we're not the only ones talking about it, Darren. My guess is this is something other people are talking about today. I got two big bottles at home. A mouthwash? Yep. Oh, well, hang on to those. Well, Clini- I'm going to use them. Clinical trial. They say the latest test was carried out by scientists at the university's laboratory and mimicked the conditions of a person's uh, naso and, and, and oropharynx passage using mouthwash brands, including Listerine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, this has not been peer-reviewed. I'm not on the radio telling you that mouthwash cures COVID-19. What I'm saying is scientists are looking into the possibility. I'm Omega Man.
Wow. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I didn't think it'd be like this. Hope you enjoyed listening to the show as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Thanks for listening, downloading, subscribing, and leaving reviews for us on iTunes. All of those things mean a lot. So uh, thank you, and thank you to Nature's Treatment. And Nature's Treatment uh, brought you the podcast. Uh, Their goal is to fully understand their clients' needs physically, mentally, and emotionally because they know it's not easy to live with a chronic illness. Their experienced wellness consultants will sit down with you and discuss what options work best to make you feel more comfortable. You can check out the website. The frequently asked questions are answered there at ntillinois.com. Until we get a chance to do it for you again, hang loose, kooks. You stay classy and safe, Quad Cities. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I didn't think it'd be like this. (laughs) Sorry, pushed the wrong button. Come on, Quad Cities, representing. This is for the Quad Cities reference spot. Davin Ford, yeah, we keeping it locked. Rock on, come on, and it just don't stop. East Moline, yeah, they keeping it hot. Uh. Hey, stick a fork in me. I am done.